It's the Taking It On with Paula Price podcast with your host, Paula Price, taking on the issues, representing Jesus Christ, unapologetically truthful, taking on popular opinion, and now your host, Paula Price. Envy is internal vying for something that is not yours, that causes you to violate all laws, all rules, and all constraints to have it at all costs. Internally, people are envious from within, and you can see an envious spirit if you have discerning, you will see envy in people's eyes, and they can't, it's, it's part of their makeup. And until they're born again, they can't stop it. And even when they're born again, if they do not get converted by the work in their soul by the Lord, they will always, always be envious. And envious can is very, it's a very, um, very interesting, very interesting. Uh, I want to call it an attribute, but it's more than that. A very interesting power because it takes on power, and it takes on power with lust. Lust is the power of envy. And envy is the motivation for lust. So when you have, when you get to a point that you, every time you turn around, you cannot bless people for the sake of who they are, what they do, before you have to wrestle with why it wasn't you, you have an envy issue. Envy is always going to tell you it should have been you. They don't deserve it. Why isn't it you? You're just as good as. You're just as smart as. You deserve it well. You work just as hard because you become your own measurement. You become your own standard. Your aspirations and your desires, your passions become the universal yardstick for all that you do. Because we each have our own kind of internal universality. Everybody has it. So envy will do that. And envy will always, you always have to struggle to applaud people. You have to struggle to acknowledge and celebrate. Why? Because you think that internal machine, that mechanism that has built up over the years of your life keeps telling you it should have been you. And then, and you begin to judge. It makes you very prejudiced because you keep thinking that the person who has it didn't do any more than you. They're no better than you. They didn't do any more than you. They, I don't understand. They, you, I mean, I've worked too, too. I've been at it 39 years. I've been at it 60 years. I've, I've, I've had people. It's not my fault that people didn't stay. And then nothing is your fault. Your failure is not your fault because your envy has given you a sense of entitlement. See, because envy breeds a sense of a, a false sense of entitlement. I deserve this. I'm entitled to this because I did not, because I'm still on the planet, because I wanted the same thing too for me. So, and then they get mad at God. These are the people who start turning on God. And so you sell out. Envy is a mechanism. It is a tool that the enemy uses to see to it that you push yourself and promote yourself to the extremes that jeopardize others, have contempt for others, but Ultimately, sell your soul. People sell their soul. Envy will make you sell your soul because you envy produces from the whole thing. The framework is a false sense of entitlement. I deserve it too. Now, you don't know what they did. You don't know how they did it. 
You don't know anything about it. All you know is that they have what you want and they have what you were going after and they shouldn't have it instead of you. Envy will also create itself as a rival. I have an entitlement, but I'm entitled to be greater than you. Racism is based on that sense of that false sense of entitlement. You don't realize it. And that's on both sides. Competitions, both sides. You know, and so you and, and it'll make you sick. You can't stop, your head hurts, you 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 can't sleep at night, your your body is sick. You know, envy is rottenness to your bone. Envy is rottenness. So it begins to rot you. It rots your rot. That's why you have all of these sicknesses and, and whatever. You because you, you, you don't believe that God is just. You don't believe he's fair to you because you are measuring yourself not by his standard, but by your intents and your efforts. That's why, you know, Satan spoke that through his mouth. The same envy he had. Before the foundation of this world, he still has. He is composed of envy. He's everything. He's constituted of envy. Envy is why he changed himself. He mutated. His being, because he felt his envy would be stronger than the Almighty's superiority. Why did I mean? Think about Pilate. What did Pilate say? Pilate said that they delivered Jesus to him because of their envy. Satan has always envied Jesus Christ. That's why he envies your redemption. He envies your salvation. He envies your new creation because you are of the God species. You're the creator's offspring. And he envies that. And because he envies it, he is he does everything he can to erode it. I look at these young people, these young millennials and post-millennials, you know, they kind of just sliding out. We get a whole other group. You know, I mean, we talk to them like they still are. No, baby, you slid out. And they chase Satan because they have envy issues. And see, the interesting thing about envy is because envy, remember, the qualifier is undeservedness. They don't deserve what they want. So they sign up with other secret societies and other deities to rewrite the destiny of righteousness and deservedness that God sent them into the planet. with. False prophets, envy. False prophecy, envy, everything that is contrary to God got its start with with envy. Does this speak to you all? That's why he needs envy. That's why you have envy tapped on everything, because envy is the first, the first emotion. The first trait that perverted God's species. Envy took Adam from his maker. And envy today is taking you all. We have sleazeware because of envy. Well, it is sleazeware. You know, some, you know one of them crazy people going to come up with something called, hey, get your sleazeware here. Honey, sleazeware. I'm sure. I'm, I'm, because he is committed to working with the, the, the inferiorities that he bred in the human genome. He knows it's there. What he doesn't know is who can handle it 
who can regulate it and restrain it and who won't or cannot. You marry the wrong people. You date the wrong people. You, you, I mean, think about it. They're teaching kids to like a boy because he's cute. That's all you know. He's cute. Why? Because you're not cute. Because of your inferiority, because envy needs inferiority. Because its objective is to override or supersede the superior. What did they say? Mm-hmm. So I need you to think about when you start, how you react emotionally. It's secret. It is not something, there's no neon sign, but how do you react when people succeed, when they make a breakthrough that you've been working at? You, I had to deal with that. I mean, I'm 38 years waiting for God to do something. So you realize I had to deal with that a lot and keep coming back, and keep coming back, knowing that I could leverage this, or I could use this, or whatever. Envy is what makes you a destructive leader, because you want to siphon off all of your people's rewards and accomplishments, and put them under your name. Take credit for your people's achievements. Because it's envy. You don't care that they're your people. You don't care that they're your staff. You don't care that they're your family. Look at the, the rivalry in families. Envy. And family, family envy is like the worst. That thing is whew, horrendous. Crime. Envy. Burglars. Envy. Theft. Anger. Envy. What do the criminals say? Well, I mean, they got it and I should have it. Why? Because you breathe some air? You breathe the man, you, you breathe planet air, so you think that you have, you have a right to what it is. And when you get it, you can't keep it because you lack wisdom, you lack knowledge, and you also lack the benefits and the protections that comes from earning. But yeah, I should have it. You, and when we bind up and we put envy back in Pandora's box, we have a lot more room for righteousness and fairness. You realize envy. These people who won't look at this election the way it is because they envy the wicked. And God said, thou shall not envy the wicked. Why? Because what you envy, you lust after. And what you lust after, you eventually pursue. And what you pursue from envy, you, su- you pursue as a pervert. Because you pervert right paths. And that's what we see. Perverted justice. Why? Envy. All of these people, they say, I don't care what you say. I don't care what. That's, they are literally, they are constituted or constitutionally envious of the wicked. And when you're envious of something, it is not wicked to you. Because envy divests wickedness. From its sentiments. So when in their mind, they're envying the people who got over on the system. And and listen to this. And subtly, who got over on God and Christ and righteousness. That's why they can't see this. Because they too want to get God back. They too feel like Satan. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will put myself on the mount of the congregation. I will be like the most high. 
And, and we know once he got like him, then he was going to become to try to get rid of him. God's like, no, you're not getting up here, son. And he was there. Many of you don't read. He was there. God, God kicked him out a lot before he kicked him out of his realm. But if people don't know that, they don't know why they can't see truth. Because envy comes from believing and assimilating a lie. He said, you will not surely die. But God knows that the minute you do, your eyes are open. So her eyes became open to his envy, but they shut down on God's righteousness and truth. She could no longer discern truth. These people can't hear truth. Because their envy is shouting loud in their ears. And they believe that the, the wicked that they envy will deliver on what they want, the wickedness that they want in their lives. That's why you always hear envy and want to go together. What are people saying? Well, yeah, but see, no, he's going to do this for us. And he's, now he has never done a Democratic Party and never blessed nothing black. Black, blessing, and Democrats, they don't go in the same sentence. They parade our sorrows out every time they try to get elected. And the envious, those who are envious of the wicked, say, yeah, but see, he's going with me because soul sickness makes them susceptible. It's that soul sickness, that soul sickness that has the greed, that has the, the, the lust, lust for power, lust for position, that an envy will make you abusive because you must abuse what you think is your rival. It will make you abusive. That's envy. Now, those are just traits and attributes of envy that... Are in whole, throughout scripture. Envy has always been it. Always. People get mad at leadership. There's an envy root there somewhere. We call it bitter root. Well, before there's uh, envy is bitterness, but before there's bitterness, there's envy. And it takes an enormous amount of volitional effort to purge your soul of it. Because a lot of times, in order for Satan to stoke the flames of envy, he has to nurture you in deprivation, denial, and disappointment. He's got to nurture you in those things in order for you to be ready for the big buy-in that he has planned. So they went to that tree more than once. We, it's written as if they only went once. No, they, they had regular visits at the tree, had tree classes. Because they, and, and, and I love the way it's written, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We, people preach it wrongly because they preach it by saying it's the tree of good and evil. But it wasn't. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So Satan added an entire educational stream that they never had. They were not born with evil. They were born with good. They were created with only good. They, and good meaning God. And Satan's job was to let them know God has an adversary. God has a rival. God has an equal. And it's not like him. So he's born, I love this, because they were born with good. The knowledge that they got was how to die, how to kill, how to cheat, how to steal, beginning with class one, pre-course, 
how to envy. If you deal with envy, you will probably deal with most of your other issues. Because envy is a taproot and it's a breeder. And it breeds all of the other offenses. You notice that killing came later down the line. Because envy is about killing the righteous and killing what is right and replacing it with the wrong, replacing it with the cursed, replacing it with the doomed. That's what this is about. That's why you got Christians that can't see that this president is standing for Jesus Christ because they don't stand for him. They have never stand for him. They envy the wicked. And, and so they can look at this man hating black folks. Biden has made all kinds of aberrant statements about black folks. It's record, public, popular. They can see it. They can look at his son thieving and selling out the country. They can look at all of the deals that he's made. They can look at all of that. They can look at what he stands for. He's telling you, I'm going to send y'all back under the, the UN. I'm going to send you back under. The, I'm, I'm going to sell you. I'm going to close this deal. Biden's presidency was supposed to be the closer because Barack's was supposed to be the closer and it didn't close. So all of those powers are like, we're going to get our money. We're going to get what we paid for. And, and, and Christians can see that. They can see that everything this man is talking about is contrary to the, to the God they say they serve, and they don't care. They don't care because they are envying the wicked too. And they, they believe that their envy will deliver to them the corruptions that they are pursuing. You know, when I think about these people who prophesied this man winning the election, you can tell that they did not get that from God, or they would have seen all of this coming. They didn't see anything but that night. So who told them that? See, oh, yes, yeah, see, you understand? See, the, the, that would, that's how you know divination. Divination is going to tell you the moment. Divination is going to tell you the incident. And it's going to tell you the outcome. It will, divination does not have the view of the aftermath. Prophecy is going to tell you the aftermath. He said, I drive the prognosticators mad. I tell you a thing from the beginning. I tell you how it ends. So God, prophecy is comprehensive and it's extensive. Divination is incidental. You're going to get a car. Oh, but they don't tell you it's going to be repossessed. They don't tell you, oh, go buy this car. So you go to church and you get a prophecy, go buy the car. And you go and buy the car the next day and then your company closed down two months later. See, prophecy is the long view. It tells you because God is Alpha and Omega. So they prophesy correctly what their divining spirit told them. But they never imagined that there was all of these plans in the background and that this was a plot and a ploy on more than one side. See, when God told me about the election, I told you, and I keep saying it because I'm telling you, I've been saying it to them. I don't even know how long. God told me, he said, the election's not it. It's the inauguration. See, that's Alpha Omega. So they got Alpha but they did not, they never anticipated the big reveal. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. The big reveal. So they can do that. And, 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 they, and, and that is why building the prophetic strictly on verbalizing, on seeing and saying, will make you susceptible. Not obligated, I won't say obliged, but susceptible to divination. Because you're just picking up sounds from the spirit realm. Because I'm telling you, God probably told a lot of people about this election. But think about it. God's strategy is so sweet. What does he do with the 10 plagues? He said, now listen, I'm going to send there. And I'm going to send you to Pharaoh. And I'm going to tell you, this is what you're going to say. This is what you're going to do. He said, now I'm going to harden his heart. Which means it's going to look like your word failed. I'm going to harden his heart. He said that I may catch him. And he said, because I'm not going to be done with him until I get to the 10th plague. I already know 10 plagues is it. Now you're going to believe in the third, fourth plague. See, because you know us. But God is like, but I'm not going to just wear him out. I'm going to empty him out. Thank you for listening to the Taking It On with Paula Price podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit drpaulaprice.com for resources and training materials for how to think differently and live powerfully. Follow Dr. Price on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Dr. Paula Price. See you next time.